Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> no. That's your name right now. That's my name right now. Meet Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Merry Wedge and Bucket Christmas. <laughs> bucket Christmas. Everything just comes in a bucket. Yep. With like a bow on it. Yeah. That's what I was planning on doing. Now yeah. you're ruining the surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you can't well you i guess you could have too many but you can't turn down a good bucket <laughs> that's true it's useful i i <laughs> i don't remember ever buying a bucket there are just always buckets yeah around i did buy one recently because the one that i just had had a big old crack in it which mm. makes it useless yeah cracked buckets crack Not good for bucket. anyone i heard i read that in a fortune cookie <laughs> I got a fortune cookie the other day that was like, you're always right, basically. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was like, D- don't, I can't quite remember, but don't trust that other people know better than you. I'm like, damn right, they don't. Yeah, I know what's best. <laughs> I know better than everybody. That's true. That was a good one. That one was worth keeping. I got one one time that was like, basically, I think you should buy a new pair of shoes. Oh. I was like, I, I you know what? I will. Yeah, this is a sign. And I got one one time that said, leaders are readers, which I thought was cute. That's cute. Not really a fortune. No, I feel like fortune cookies these days are just advice cookies. Yeah. I'm like, I want you to predict my future, man. Yeah. I want this cookie to give me some direction. Like, it's nice of you to affirm yeah. that I know everything, right. but I already knew that. Yeah, because I knew that. I didn't need you to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, fortune cookie. I know better than you. <laughs> God. What have you been doing? Who's to say? <laughs> well, you, I guess. <laughs> You're the one who knows. Get you know, getting ready for Christmas. It's mm-hmm. I like I like so many people. I'm like, just buy things throughout the year and then hang on to them. And then I can't. Have, and then I don't fucking do that. I do buy things throughout the year, and I'm like, hey, this is cute. Yeah, I got go. you this thing. Yeah, I do that all the time. That's why I... I'm glad we do like a secret Santa. Yeah. Because otherwise I would buy too many things. That's fair. Yeah. It's easier to be like, I have one person that I got to worry yeah, about. That I am responsible for. I have bought several things for myself. Uh, as you should. <sighs> I got you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to tell everybody I know, like, don't buy me anything. I already got me. It's fine. <laughs> I, I got so many things. Some things that I needed, but other things that I was just like, Arizona tea's having a sale. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It, I feel like it was so aggressive this year. It really was. I the mean, like push notifications yes. and emails. And I was like, I haven't heard from this company in a year. And they're like, hey, here's 50% off. I know. It's like, like well, I'm going to go look. I swiped away immediately. I no. said, uh, not today, Satan. Uh, 
Hot Toast and I got each other new phones and smartwatches. That's super nice. And that's our Christmas present for each other. Yeah. Business Goose and I just decided we're just going to keep going have these on home improvement projects. You know, it's like, hey, buy me half of a floor and half of a shark vacuum. (laughs) We'll call it even. And I was like, I'll get you the other half. And he was like, great. Yeah. So we're just going to keep doing that because we've been really. Half of a shark vacuum. Yep. Then you have to put it together. Yeah. (laughs) He gets the vacuum part. I get the mop part. Oh, I thought you got the shark part. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've been we've been doing a lot of projects, so Yeah. I'm just like, just let's just keep doing that. So I need your continued support. <laughs> yes. It is a gift. <laughs> it really is. He works really hard. As he should. When's he gonna fix up the cave? It's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What if we had a fireplace? That'd be tight. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's chilly. It is chilly. Uh yeah, what what uh about you uh just been working a lot yeah because holidays and everybody's gotta look nice time of the year is so busy for you for the holidays i decorated my house decorated the salon it's very cute got a tiny christmas tree at the salon oh put some garland on my pothos cute <laughs> i love that yeah we were supposed to get a tree before business goose left town and then we didn't Uh-oh. Uh, now at this at this point i'm like might just skip it because <laughs> i know but I think that Tej would just pull it down. Yeah. He's such a baby. Like, I never had that problem with John Ralphio. Like, maybe every once in a while he would be like, he would knock an ornament off and yeah. chase around. But Tej just, ev- the world is his oyster. And he's yeah. just like, what is that? I'm going to play with it. He, I think he would just <laughs> jump headlong into the tree. <laughs> just all arms out. Yeah. Like, and ah! then <laughs> wrestle with it and then just bring it down in the middle of the night. So I'm like, maybe this year I skip it. And hopefully yeah. next year he'll be chill he's a about little it. more chill. Do you remember when we lived together and we got those ornaments look like little disco balls? Yeah. And our cats knocked every single one off the tree and just randomly throughout the year, we would just find one somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like every six weeks. Yeah. They would just be like, oh, look, I found another one. Oh, here's a... I still have some of those. Yeah. Not too many, but... They're cute. They're cute. They just attract cats. We had so many things that we would find in that house yeah because of one thing or another Mm -hmm. like the playing cards like playing cards everywhere after that one birthday party that we had for you yep for months years years i bet the people that live in that house now are still finding them this is a playing card yes maybe so that happened one time my mom's uh 40th birthday i think her friend was visiting and her friend's daughter found a bag of confetti and she was like, oh, I'm putting this confetti everywhere. Oh. And she just put it on like scattered it on the mantle or like put yeah. it, she just put it around. But we were vacuuming up confetti for years. Oh, you, know, you just like maybe we'll do some deep cleaning and move this chair. Like, move yeah, she's like, oh, there's a bunch of confetti under here. Mm-hmm. So it uh, sticks around. That's why you don't move stuff. <laughs> just don't, that couch just stays there. Yep. You just let it. Whatever is under it. That's none of my business. It's none of my business. <laughs> I don't fit under there, and so those things do not belong to me. <laughs> exactly. We have archery up, and uh, one of the cats is very into like the felt ornaments. Mm. Like we went and bought a couple new ones, and one of them didn't even make it out of the shopping bag because <laughs> we set the bags down and had to go do something else real quick, and then come back. We were gone for like, I don't know, 15 minutes yeah. before we came back in. And one of the felt ornaments that we had bought was shredded. Oh, my God. Already. So our tree, while very cute, has a high concentration of ornaments at the tippy top. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a few at the bottom. Yeah. That's how it's got to be. Yep. 
It's cute, though. It was fun to put it up. Yeah, I love your tree topper. Yeah, it's a shark hat. I know. It looks like it's <laughs> about to eat your tree. I know. Well, so I cute. saw it, and I was like, is this a tree topper? And then I looked at it, and I was like, oh, it's a hat. Well, a tree could wear a hat. <laughs> but. <laughs> if I put it on there. Is a topper not a hat? Right. Hell yeah. So it's cute. I love unconventional Christmas trees. And we watched the new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad she's doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, good for her. She looked healthy. Yeah. She was doing her thing. Yeah, her hair looks great. Whether or not it's her hair, I don't know, but it looks great. Yeah, it's definitely extensions. So, but I'm happy for her. You me know? too. Me too. Glad she's out there doing stuff, being an actress again. I mean, she did a great job. It just wasn't a good movie. Right. It's not her fault. Yeah. You can only uh, work with what you're given. Exactly. Well. Uh, um, yeah, speaking of Christmas. Speaking of Christmas. We're here to talk about a Christmas movie because it's December. We are. I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Wedge. Wait, Snake. <laughs> we got married. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Oh, that'd be cute. Just to be. like, if those were actually our names. Yeah. And it was like, well, do you want to take snake or should I take wedge? We got to hyphenate. <laughs> meat, meat wedge snake. Meat wedge snake and bucket wedge snake. I don't yeah. know. Like our dog has a hyphenated last name. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's us. Uh, this is Replay Rewind. We're going to talk about a movie. From we are. Before the year 2000. Yep. And because it's Christmas time, we're going to talk about a Christmas story. Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. Ask. Did you ever, as a child, have, like, a thing that you were like, this is what I am asking Santa for, that you, like, really, really hoped to get? Hmm. And, follow-up, did you get it? Two questions again? I know. It's a it's a part A and a part B. It's the same question. There was an and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember... I don't know. I feel like my parents would be really disappointed to know that they put in a lot of thought to get me a gift <laughs> that I really wanted. And now as a 35 year old, I can't remember Means what it was. nothing. Um, I know I got a, a bike one year that I really wanted. Yeah. And it was a mountain bike because as I mentioned previously, I lived in the country. Yeah. So I had to ride it through the hills and the grass and shit. Yeah. It had to be tough. Yeah. that I got that was a Christmas present because I remember being really excited and going outside and um trying it out and it was like a little too big for me but it was that time in my life where i was growing so much it was like i'll grow into it yeah especially by the time it was warm enough writable yeah yeah and uh but i took it outside of course oh yeah in december in the snow and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do remember doing that that's cool yeah so yeah i got that i don't remember ever feeling i know that there were a lot of like toy crazes like we talked about Mm -hmm. but i don't remember ever feeling a strong way about like a toy like that strongly about anything to have that yeah i don't either i'm sure that there were some that i wanted but again yeah it's like at this point i don't know yeah i can't remember i do remember and i have been told the story when i was like little like five or six maybe because it was here in Kentucky, so I was at least that old. But yeah, um, I had it in my head that I wanted a purple glow-in-the-dark yo-yo. Nice. Probably because those yo-yo dudes came to your school. Maybe. You remember the yo-yo dudes? No, I did see the Smothers Brothers as, at a young age, and I think they had like a yo-yo thing going nice. on. But 
Um, but I don't know why it had to be purple glow in the dark, but it did. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, I looked everywhere. <laughs> did it Couldn't exist. find it. So she got me a purple yo-yo and a glow in the dark yo-yo. And oh. she wrote me a letter like from Santa that was like, I did my best. Um, the elves don't understand purple glow in the dark. Right? It can't be done. Actually, the science technology doesn't exist yet. But she kind of, you know, good naturedly like makes fun of me a little bit. Yeah. She's like, you believed in Santa Claus like a lot later than, you know, like your friends did. And I was like, well, okay. I feel like that's just a testament to your guys' skills because yeah. you were the ones who were perpetuating the yeah, myth. You yeah. know? So uh, first off, how dare I <laughs> believe my parents instead of assuming they were lying to me? And, you know, I had a little brother in the house, so they were like really going still like yeah. it's a three-year age difference. So they were going all in for him. And a couple things like that were like, yeah, my mom wrote me this letter, you know, that was like, we're so sorry that we couldn't get you what you wanted. Hopefully this will work out. And one time in the house... Uh, in between so I was like five years old um, we didn't have a chimney and so Santa had to come through the front door mm. and my dad like wore his big old Ugg boots and just like tracked snow into the house but Cute. also a deer walked through our yard that morning so Aww. there were just deer tracks all over the yard and then like Santa boots and so it was just like this is real! so believable so that's cute. I know. Yeah, that's your parents' fault. I know. Sorry, I'm <laughs> not a cynic. Fun of me. Yeah, I'm not a five year old cynic <laughs> <For> mom. <believing>. Jesus. <laughs> that's cute. It was cute. I I have uh mixed emotions about like Santa Claus mm-hmm. and and the basically just the fact that it's like I either have to raise my children not believing him at all and explain like well this is a thing that a lot of people do but we're not doing it yeah or i have to go along with this lie that other people have perpetuated for centuries that i have no say in yeah and that one day your kid is gonna know that you've been lying to them and tricking them right and that sucks too yeah i did see a really interesting um post this person was like they explained to their kid that saint that Santa Claus was like a nickname for St. Nicholas who was a real person who used to exist and he liked to go around like giving people presents and then after he died people were like well that was a really cool thing that he did so let's keep doing that in his honor and so it's fun to dress up like him but oh. no, he's not he's no longer a real person but yeah. we do that to keep that spirit alive and she was like and my kid like understood it which was really cool but then she said it sort of backfired on me because later like her brother came over and was like hey what'd you ask for santa claus for christmas and her son just looked at him and went he's dead <laughs> <laughs> i was like oops but but i think that's kind of a nice way to do it you know yeah. be like well he's not like a real guy who's coming in the house but you know it's it's this just is where a fun it comes from and that's like, why we talk about yeah. it yeah so that was kind of nice but yeah it is kind of i don't that's know it's so kind of messed up to be like you either gotta have a real serious conversation with your three-year-old or you know you gotta you have to lie. This lie yeah that's hard i don't know i need to talk to some jewish families be like what do you do yeah, you just say we don't believe in that. We don't. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's not our thing. Uh, yeah, we believe in reality. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure there were bigger toys that I was like, oh man, I wish I had one of those, but nothing's coming to mind. My nephew asked. I think it was for Christmas one year, because I was like, hey, you know, what does he want for Christmas? And the only thing that he wanted was blue and green glitter. <laughs> that was it. That's so easy. That's all he wanted. That's amazing. I know. It's so funny. All right. (laughs) You got it. And, you know, we would be like, do you you want anything else? Nope. (laughs) 
Kids are so funny. They are. I remember getting, oh, I remember the bike and I also got moon shoes one year. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yes, we had some. Those were so fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I didn't break every bone in my body. You just made a rubber at that age, I think. Yeah. We also had, speaking of things that you find later all over your house, we had uh, these things called moon blasters mm. that were like two foot long, like pump action. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clear cylinders that you just shot like glow in the dark ping pong balls at each other. Nice. And we had a lot of wars with those. Yeah. But then like later, it was just like, there's just moon balls all over the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same way with like Nerf darts. Oh, yeah. Those are just everywhere all the time. Yep. Well, anyway, why are you asking about uh, Christmas toys? Well, because we are talking about A Christmas Story, and one of the like running themes in that movie is that he really wants a Red Rider BB gun yep. with the compass and the hilt and the yada, yada, yeah. yada. He's got like a whole thing. And so he's just really trying to get it. Um, there's a lot that goes on in this movie, which I, I kind of like, because it's not... It's, I feel like it's one of those things that people be like, it doesn't have a plot. And it's like, well, it does, but it's just very slice of life. Yeah. You know, but there is like a climax where it's like mm -hmm. Christmas morning and is he going to get the thing? But it's also a lot of just little like anecdotes about, you know, his life, him dealing yeah. with the bully Scut Farkas who <laughs> has yellow eyes. Yeah. Um. Then there's so many quotable things. Oh, too. yeah. Which, and I, I think for our generation, I was talking about this the other day. I think we're a little too young to really like, like for me, it's a bit of an overhyped movie. Yeah. Just because I, there's not a lot in it that I can relate to. And for it to be on for 24 hours straight on Christmas is like too much. Yeah. It's like just not for our generation really, but there are like memorable parts about it, but it doesn't evoke nostalgia for me. No. Yeah. Not in the way that it, that it did for, for our parents, for yeah. sure. But I mean, we watched it every year, so it's yeah. just like, just the nostalgia of watching it mm -hmm. as a kid is what you yeah. Know, I'm like, yeah, oh, this is a, one of those that we watch every year. Yeah, but it just doesn't apply directly to us. No, especially because it was made four or five years before we were born, mm -hmm. and then set in a time period forty five years before we were born. Yeah, so it's definitely just like I don't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, none of this applies to me, but that looks fun. Yeah. I want to lick a pole. Yep. <laughs> Don't isolate that <laughs> audio. <laughs> that part was always very memorable because I was like, damn, I have that intrusive thought all the time. Oh, yeah. Just like lick that frosty thing. Get Do your it. tongue stuck to it. <laughs> I, we quote that part in my family a lot because... When it's just like, what do you want me to do? Because he's just like, the bell rang. Because he's like, don't leave, you know, don't leave yeah. me down. He was like, but the bell rang. Like, yeah. So he's got to go. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it, I don't know. It's a cute movie. There's yeah. so much going on. So I don't, I don't think we should go through the whole plot. I don't but know yeah, if, are there any other. If I could go through the whole plot. I, I haven't seen it, I don't think, as many times as other people. Yeah. I think I've probably seen it like four or five times. Oh, okay. I've um, seen it a ton. Yeah. I know the highlights to me are um, the leg lamp, of course. Mm -hmm. The part where his dad's working on his car and he says the F dash 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 word. Because <laughs> I always oh, thought that fudge. was really funny. But I didn't say Getting his mouth washed out with soap. Yeah. The uh, wearing all of the Christmas or the winter gear until mm -hmm. you like can't bend your arms. Mm -hmm. Getting his tongue stuck to the pole. That one kid. Mm -hmm. um, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. 
Yeah. You know, all those things. Yeah. But they're kind of not in any sort of order in my brain. Yeah, same. Like, I have a lot of scenes. He beats up Scott Farkas at one point, mm-hmm. which is, like, closer to the end. And then he doesn't get in trouble for it, which is really cool. Um, Yeah. What What else? What other memorable? I, th- I feel like you got a lot of the highlights. Yeah. Um, Fragile. Yeah. So when, he, <laughs> when he gets the... The leg lamp. The lamp. He has a lot of, um, like daydreams mm, mm-hmm. where he dreams about going blind from having to eat soap and yes. then showing up later and his parents are like oh no what happened how did this happen to you and he says it was soap poisoning <laughs> and both of his parents are just like oh no like very dramatic but it's great because it's just still him like, yeah you know no older just in a trench coat and yeah like a, so things like that or he imagines like uh, stopping robbers from coming into his house with his Red Rider BB gun. Mm-hmm. Going to see Santa Claus and for some reason all the characters from The Wizard of Oz are there. Oh, and he that. gets like pushed down a very long slide. Yeah, because everybody's like, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He gets the little Annie Oakley, I think. No, little Orphan Annie decoder ring. And he's like really mm-hmm. excited to mm-hmm. decode the secret and it's just be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. He's pissed about that. More Ovaltine, please. Um, but yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. fun. Oh, he gets the the bunny outfit. Oh yeah, the bunny from outfit. his aunt, I think. Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So many classic scenes. So many classic scenes, and we're gonna go watch them all, probably in order. Uh, I was gonna watch it backwards, <laughs> just to make it more interesting. Sure. Yeah. However you want to do <laughs> it. Then we'll really. talk about it, and we'll be in entirely different scenes while we're talking but we'll meet in the middle at some point that's true (laughs) they'll be like remember to your point from the beginning right all right let's do it let's do it millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, that was a fucking Christmas story. Nah. <laughs> I knew it would make you mad. <laughs> it sure was. Yes, it was. It is a story about a uh, Christmas. It is, but it's also a story about so many other things. Yeah, there's a fucking lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's kind of, I don't know. I mean, like we said at the top, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and it's only an hour and a half long. I know. And there's... a lot of things happen really quickly. Like, there's watching it. 
yeah, there there isn't any downtime. And you would think that the leg lamp played an even bigger part mm. in the movie because of like just the cultural impact that it had. Yeah. That's really not in the movie for very long. No. But a, a lot of parts that are really memorable are not like the main plot of the movie, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But it's also, it's just such an iconic, like, look. Like, if it's like, yeah. oh, okay, what's the one image that we can pull from this movie that, like, can't be confused with any other movie? Oh, yeah. Clearly this lamp. Yep. Fragile. Lee. Exactly. <laughs> also, I just want to say, uh, you're welcome, listeners, because every other podcast is taking off this week. Oh. But we're here for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on your long drive to visit your family. Yes. You can listen to this episode. Yes. And then when you get there and your family's like, do you want to watch a Christmas story? You can be like, no, I just watched it in the car. <laughs> and also, I know all the shit about it now that I bet you didn't know. Yeah. Here's some fun trivia about it. And you can look so smart for your family. Yeah. Or don't even tell them that you listen to the podcast. Watch the movie with them and then just fill in the interesting facts as you go. Yeah. 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 And they'll be like, wow, you deserve an extra Christmas present. <laughs> And take it from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Just scribble out someone else's name. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah, so the movie starts with Christmas music. Wow. I know. It's original. It is. We see the the downtown area. Mm-hmm. It's like clearly winter. It's snowy. And then there's, um, you know, the adult narrator yeah. is there to guide us through. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's my street, Cleveland Street, where I grew up. There's my house. You know, look at it. Oh, I love that house. Oh, and there I am. Because mm-hmm. two little kids come running out of the house and down the street. And he's like, that's me, my dumb, stupid, round face. Aww. <laughs> that's so cute. It is cute. He's like, you know, it's almost Christmas time, around which the entire kid year revolved. Mm-hmm. It's an important time of year. Mm-hmm. And now we see the downtown of the city. Is it Holman? Um, it's Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N, oh. Oh. which is not a real place. Mm. He grew up in Hammond, Indiana. Okay. The author? Yes. Yeah. And then when they went to scout locations for the movie, Hammond in the 80s, the director was like, it's charmless. It's too concrete. It's yeah. There's no downtown. Like, it's gross. So it was actually filmed in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, cute. Um, And then some parts of it are filmed in Toronto. Yeah. For, they live in a fictional place called Homan. Nice. And yeah, it's set in 1950? It's set, well, it's actually very ambiguous. I'll talk about it at the end because there are a lot of little clues as to when, what, exactly what year this is. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's Mm. kind of a slippery, ambiguous 1940. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Lots of old cars and, uh, yeah, redoing the set for this time period was probably really fun. I know. I think it would be a really kind of a fun job to be like uh, just I have this warehouse and here's like the 1970s section you know yeah. here's some good like 1970s furniture pieces to put in your house or like right. or when you see like you know they make a movie from from this time and it's like what did the Coca-Cola cans look like or the yeah. bottles you know like you want to make sure you get the shape right or whatever and also the haircuts I think that yeah. would be really fun if yeah. I ever wanted a more exciting job environment yeah <laughs> I do think that working in movies and television would be fun to get the hair right for time periods yeah would be really cool um what movie did we do where they film had to film everything on like one street because it was the only street that hadn't been redone do you remember that oh yeah um was it edward scissorhands no it was something where it was cold 
Oh. Edward Scissorhands, that's where they painted all the houses. Yeah, in Florida, right? Um, Dang, I do... It was like in Brooklyn or something, and they were like, this is the only street... Oh, oh, it was Scrooged oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, and so they were like, we went back in time for where he was a little kid, and yes. it was like, yeah, they had to do this one street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was the only one where all the houses hadn't been updated. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. the Patreon episode last year. Yes. If it doesn't sound familiar to you, that's why. Yeah, that <laughs> but it's still fucking weird it's still up there so go listen to it anyway there we are watching people downtown shopping caroling bustling what they did was they got anybody in the cleveland area who had a historic car come oh nice and they just were like yeah i'll come drive my car around and they just gave them a route they said just drive in this circle oh until we tell you to stop cute so you know they just like closed off all the streets and Mm -hmm. they had a warehouse nearby where they would park all the cars overnight and pressure wash them before like they locked them up because they didn't want the salt getting on their cars they yeah really worried about it so yeah. they made sure they washed them every night they were kept inside and then the other was like just drive in a circle cute i know that's really smart yeah so they don't just have to call up jay leno and be like can i borrow some cars yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we see these four kids ralphie and randy and then their friends flick and schwartz mm-hmm. have all like run downtown and are looking in the window of higby's department store yes and their faces are just like up against the glass like randy's nose is just like smashed Smushed. up against it and i he's know just, like squeaking his face left and right <laughs> to like look at everything it's so cute yeah randy is my favorite yeah and then in the window because the window has all the different toys that are for sale for christmas you know and it's chaotic mm-hmm. there's a very creepy snow white there's <laughs> a lot of like model trains going around you know all that shit and but he, Ralphie, hones in on and sees the Red Rider BB gun that he wants. Yes. Which was actually manufactured by Daisy. Yeah. Rifle company. But, and there's, there's a lot of things like this that, again, like, we'll talk about it kind of at the end, where it's, like, not quite right. Mm. Because Daisy did make the Red Rider BB gun, but it didn't have a compass or yeah, a, a thing, sundial. A thing that tells time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the thing which tells time was a sundial, it yeah. turns out. But that model didn't have huh. those things in it. A different model of theirs did. Yeah. But so they had to specially put them on the Red Rider BB gun for this movie. And they put them on the left side. No, they put them on the right side because Peter Billingsley is left-handed. Oh. So they switched them. Um, but so then they started making them again because of this movie. And mm. now they make them with a compass and oh. a sundial. A thing that tells time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so back at home. Randy and Ralphie are hanging out in their room and their mom yells for them to come downstairs in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I made it. he has a catalog where he's like looking at the Red Rider ad and he goes into his parents' room and puts this ad in his mom's magazine so mm-hmm. that she will flip through and come across it, which reminded me so much of the Nickelodeon magazine, yeah. please, <laughs> commercials where it's like, you're on a mission. How do you ask your parents? You cut the word please in the yard when you mow the grass, of course. And <laughs> they, uh, Ralphia and Randy are just like constantly like fighting, fighting in yeah. this movie too. They like fight each other to get downstairs first. Yeah. I'm like, are you guys okay? Right. They have the same dresser. And so they fight each other to get their clothes so that like, yeah, they're ready to go first and they mm-hmm. don't get in trouble with their mom. I know. It's so ridiculous. I love their twin beds. Their parents have twin beds. Yeah, they can't sleep in, in the same room, bed. Because it's the 40s. Yeah. And the wallpaper okay. is great. 
did people actually sleep apart in the 40s like that i think so or was it just like that on tv just because on tv so they couldn't show people yeah it was in the same bed. inappropriate no I, I think they just did for a while because yeah. i mean if everybody at home was sleeping in the same bed it'd be weird to be like but we won't show it on television yeah that's true i so. don't know but they also didn't like talk about people being pregnant but people at home were pregnant that is true so who knows my grandparents slept in my great-grandparents slept in separate beds but yeah that's probably just because they were old and annoyed with each other. <laughs> really tired. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. You're too hot. Maybe so. I don't know. But um, so they go downstairs for breakfast and uh, their dad is trying to do a puzzle. And he's like, okay, how do I like just clandestinely, you know, real casual slip in. That yeah. I want this Red Rider BB or that I need yeah. a BB gun, you know. And he says that his friend saw some grizzly bears downtown. Yeah, and, and they both, both are just staring. At his parents him. just look at him. This is what he says. They looked at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears. <laughs> He's like, ah, played my hand too hard. Right. He's like, mm, okay, maybe grizzly bears was too spicy. But then he he switches tactics and he's like, Dad, I bet you never bet you never guess what I got you for Christmas. And he's yeah. like, a new furnace. And they both just crack up about it. Which yeah. I love Ralphie's little laugh. He's just like, <laughs> that's a good one, Dad. <laughs> Good joke, Dad. And Randy in this moment has he has a full glass of milk, and then the next scene he's knocked it over onto his plate of toast. Yeah, and his toast is just in like a quarter inch of milk. Mm-hmm. Randy's food habits in this whole movie <laughs> are so funny. Randy's wild. Like, there's a scene later where he's quote unquote eating oatmeal, but yeah. he's just like putting it, it on his face, slopping it around. Yeah, it's <laughs> like what the fuck, dude. Yeah, I really do like the way that the story is told from the perspective of an adult Mm -hmm. but we're watching the kid experience it like i like the because obviously ralphie isn't having these like extremely complicated thoughts right so articulated in his own brain you know but now the adult looking back right can interpret his complex feelings you know like i just think it's really cute i know it's it's really well done and especially because yeah he's so articulate and so verbose but we see this nine-year-old little boy yeah you know like he doesn't talk that way no but then he says you know like here's what i was thinking in this like very like over the top way Mm. of putting it which is great and it's it's funny too because you know, Peter Billingsley, Ralphie is the main character, but the little boy only has like 90 something lines in this movie. He yeah. doesn't talk very much. Yeah. It's the narrator, Gene mm-hmm. Shepard, who's like talking way more. I don't know. It's cool. It actually went on like the Wonder Years exists because of this movie. They're oh. like, what a cool way to narrate. Yeah, you know, that, that makes same sense. Thing of, like, yeah. This Aww. adult narrating your childhood thoughts. Anyway, Ralphie's sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. thinking more. And he thinks, I could feel the Christmas noose beginning to tighten. <laughs> Just such a funny line. So, and then his mom asks what he wants for Christmas. And he tells her. He he thinks that he should play it cool, but then he just immediately, like, blurts the whole thing out. And yeah. she, without a beat, says, uh, no, you'll shoot your eye out. Yep. It's too dangerous. So then we have the first of many little daydream vignettes mm-hmm. where he saves his family from Black Bart and his bandits. I know. He's wearing, like, the most sparkly shirt. Oh, like, yeah. Huge cow print, like, 
what are they called? His chaps mm-hmm. and a big hat. And his whole family's under the table. And they're like, save us, Ralphie. Oh, no. And, and he's like, got really his little Red Rider BB gun. And he's shooting the bandits out the window. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no. It's Ralphie with the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> it's all blue. And then you see a pile of the dead <laughs> bandits with X's <laughs> over their eyes. That's so cute. I know. It is really cute. Apparently, for this scene, they actually gave Peter Billingsley, like, real chewing tobacco to have in his mouth. Why? And it made him sick for an hour. I'm sure. And so they're like, okay, never mind. So for subsequent takes, they just gave him raisins to, like, chew up to create brown spit. That's so gross. They could have just skipped the spitting. Uh, They could have, yes. Did not need to be in there. Ew. At least they gave him just raisins and not whatever they gave the kids in Stand By Me. What was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the Sandlot. It was like black licorice and some other really gross shit yeah. like all mixed together. Ew. Uh, there was yeah. something in Stand By Me also that they gave them that made them throw up. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. Yeah, because all the parallels from that movie. Uh-huh. So anyway, they're sitting there uh, while he's daydreaming and his dad comes back in because he has to get water to put in his car because it's frozen up. Mm-hmm. And I really liked this little part where the narrator says, some men were Catholics, some men were Baptists. My dad was an old Spoonbeale man. Yes. <laughs> and so while his dad is filling up the water jug, the furnace decides to just fucking explode. Yeah, I don't know what it's doing down there. House just starts to fill with smoke. Furnace <laughs> issues. Yeah, yes. so he's like, ha, 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 it's a clunker. <laughs> he has to run down there and bang around with that. And he's just like, yelling just like making up this gibberish he sounds like joe pesci and home alone at certain points well and it's the same reason where like joe pesci made up gibberish because otherwise he was just gonna put curse words in there he did the exact same thing yeah he was just like i didn't know how to it's a pg movie you know you gotta keep the pg rating so how do i not just made up words Mm because otherwise there were gonna be curse words but even still ralphie says in the heat of battle my father wove a tapestry of obscenity that as far as we know is still hanging in space over Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get another classic scene of mom getting the boys ready to leave for school. And she puts so many clothes yeah. on Lil Randy to keep him warm. I know. And he starts crying. Because yeah. he's like, I can't put my arms down. <laughs> and she like tries to put his arms down and they won't go. So she's like, ah, you can put your arms down at school. I know. <laughs> It's funny that Randy is so much more bundled up than Ralphie. Ralphie's got like a coat and some mittens and a hat. And they're like, go, you're good. Yeah. It's not like he's a tiny baby. Like he's. I know. Randy's age is very ambiguous to me in this movie because mm-hmm. he like. He doesn't talk know. a whole lot. Yeah, he doesn't. And when he does, it's like. But he's still know. old enough to walk to school. Yeah. And he's in the same school building as Ralphie. Right. And he doesn't. Like, but Ralphie says he's nine. Yeah, Ralphie's supposed to be nine years old. So maybe Randy's like six or seven? Yeah, but still, he's not like a baby baby. Yeah. It's not like he has any more difficulty regulating his temperature than Ralphie does. Right, They're just kind of like, eh, we only have the one snowsuit. You know, it doesn't fit you anymore. (laughs) It's going on, Randy. I don't know. You're old enough to be cold. Yeah. (laughs) Move faster, I guess. Yep. Yeah, so they head out the door. On their way to school, they run into their friends Schwartz and Flick. And Schwartz is like... I asked my old man, he says your tongue will too stick to a pole if it's frozen, if you lick it. And Flick's like, what does your old man know? He doesn't know anything. And they, you know, argue about it in classic yeah. 1940s fashion. Yeah, that's a very serious argument they're having mm-hmm. about something very silly. 
And then they get to school and somebody passes out these giant fake hillbilly teeth that they all put in their mouth for one second. Yep. And then their teacher comes in and greets the class and they're like, good morning, Miss Shields. <laughs> and she's just like, okay, give them to me. And then they give them to her. And I don't know. A, yeah. It's, and then we like, see the yeah. drawer in her desk full of all the silly things yeah. that she has had to confiscate from them over the year. And uh, the... It's it is a very strange scene because the narrator doesn't explain anything. We just kind of watch it happen. Yeah, and the we focus on the drawer for a really long time. Too long. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. You can look at all this stuff and be like, oh, I had those in the yeah when I was a kid. I don't Maybe. know. That's the only thing I can think. Look at all these things we collected, you know, yeah. or whatever. But they probably put a lot of effort into finding all those toys, and they were like, we're gonna look at them yeah. for a second here. We had to go door to door in Cleveland to get a lot of these. <laughs> But you're right. I mean, with as talkative and over-explaining as he is, he yeah. doesn't say anything no. about this prank. And it just seems so... She doesn't find it funny, Mm-mm. but she also doesn't seem very upset. So it's just like, what is the point Yeah, here? And also, who paid for those? It's the 40s. I know. <laughs> I know. They, The lady who plays their teacher was eight months pregnant at the time oh shit but they were like we can't show an unwed mother in the 40s yeah so they just padded her whole body oh to match her belly so she just looks like kind of stocky yeah um but it's actually because she was very very pregnant now why they didn't just change her name to mrs shields and have her be like a pregnant married lady i don't know yeah that's true (laughs) but they were like no no (laughs) just make her chonky cute all right, and now on to the next classic scene, mm-hmm. the flagpole in the schoolyard. The fact that they let these kids go play outside. That's why they're so tough. wild to me. Yeah, this is a boomer generation. I guess so. That's they had true. to play, they had to go to recess outside. Yeah, uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah. It's like, just isn't there a gym or something that they could run around in or anything yeah dang so do some puzzles in the cafeteria like it's cold outside but whatever they're outside they're standing around a flagpole and schwartz is telling flick you know it's gonna stick but okay if you think that it won't i dare you yeah to stick your tongue to this and then yeah we get a a long explanation of the etiquette of daring someone to do something yes you know it starts with the dare Uh then you double dare yep then you double dog dare Mm mm-hmm and then you triple dare, and then you triple dog dare. Right. But Schwartz uh, breached etiquette yes. by skipping. Skipped over the triple dare. And went straight to triple dog dare. And Flick didn't have a choice. No. In that moment. That he point, had to do it. Mm-hmm. So then he does it. And wouldn't you know it, his tongue gets stuck to the pole. <laughs> yeah, and he... And he starts screaming about it. He does start screaming, and it's kind of sad. It makes me a little sad because when he starts to scream, because, you know, it's the 40s and they're little kids, so they kind of act, Oh yeah, you know, tough yeah, or whatever. But when he starts to scream, he sounds like a little kid. Yes. And it's sad. He's so scared. I know. And everybody around him gets uncomfortable because they're like, oh. Oh. He's he's stuck, and he's scared about it, and we don't know what to do. Actually in pain. Yeah. all in over their heads, and they're just like, welp. And then one of my just favorite bits in the movie is the bell rings and then they all just start going inside and Schwartz yeah. is like, well, what do we do? And Ralph is like, I don't know, the bell rang. And he's like, yeah, but he's like, the bell rang. The like, bell. We gotta go. What do man. you mean? <laughs> Flick's on his own. Yeah, he he did this. They actually used like, they had a little like suction tube that was hidden from the camera. So it was just like grabbed oh. Flick's tongue and was like pulling on it. 
so he so wasn't actually so stuck. That, yeah, so that it looked real, but he wasn't in any kind of pain or danger. Why did they think that through and not the giving a nine-year-old chewing tobacco? <laughs> they had the <laughs> capacity for one good idea. And they were like, he'll be fine. I'm sure there were plenty of 1940s dudes around being like, I started chewing tobacco and I was six years old. Look <laughs> I'm at me sure now. they did. And they don't have a lower jaw anymore. Right, you don't remember all the throwing up you did. So anyway, so, so they just leave him there. Yeah, and they go back inside, and the teacher notices that Flick isn't there. Mm-hmm. Also, is Flick that his real name? Everybody calls him Flick. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's cute that she calls him that. It can't be. I'm sure he has a real name. Yeah. But she, the teacher calls him Flick, too. I just had another thought. You know how uh, Timmy and Tommy in Animal Crossing are named after Timmy and Tommy from Sandlot? Mm-hmm. What if Flick from Animal Crossing is named after Flick? From a Christmas story. Oh. Wouldn't that be funny? They're just all classic. Classic kids movie characters. Yeah. That would be funny. That's cute. Because Flick is a really weird name. Anyway, the teacher notices that he's not here. Everybody acts like they've never even heard of Flick. Yeah. (laughs) But she finally looks out the window and sees that he's stuck to the pole. So she has to call the fire department. I know. And everybody gets up except schwartz and ralphie who just sit in their seats like oh no and a kid is like they called the fire department yeah and now the police are here <laughs> like, it just keeps getting worse it's narrating to them yeah oh no so then later we see flick walking in with his poor bandaged up tongue looking so pathetic <laughs> just drooling everywhere i know and he's still crying he's just like <laughs> which is just <laughs> he looks so sad but it also at this point too looks a little like put on you know he's yeah. just like <laughs> but uh she just stands there she's like flick has declined to say who put him mm-hmm. up to this so i just know that whoever did it feels really really bad yeah and Ralphie and torture's like we got away with it hell yeah yeah Parents the narrator doing that yeah the narrator is like oh yeah adults always think that this would work but the- all kids know that it's better to not get caught yeah yeah so then the teacher Goes back to having class and says, all right, we I need you to write a theme. Yeah. Which to me sounds like an essay, but yes. she calls it a theme. A theme. And its topic is what you want for Christmas. Yeah. Which this gives Ralphie a great idea. He's like, hell yeah, I'm going to write this paper and that's going to get me the BB gun. Yes, because if I turn it in, I get an A, my mom will be like, well, I can, Ms. Shield says yeah. that this is a good idea. Yeah. It must be. So then... We hear, we're walking home, we hear some ominous music, and we see some boots behind a fence. Uh Uh-oh. And then the four boys are walking, and they're asking Flick, you know, if his tongue hurts. And he's like, no, no, it was fine. I didn't even care. You know, and they're like, well, you sure were screaming like a baby. And he's like, no, 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 not a big deal. Nah, not at all. Uh, But then we hear some terrible laughter. Mm -mm. I mean, it really is bad. It is. It's like, shut up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From behind the fence. And they stop in their tracks, and then a boy jumps out in his little, what's his name? His little hat. Yeah. Davy Crockett hat. Yes. His little raccoon yeah. hat. And is laughing at them, and they're like, oh no, it's Scut Farkas. What the fuck kind of name is Scut? I think his real name is Scott. Oh. But, but they call him Scut. Scut, yeah. Uh, but it's Scut Farkas. Yeah. And he's a big old bully. He's got braces and yellow eyes. So help me God, yellow <laughs> eyes. Um, and then he just laughs at them some more. And so they run away from him because he's just like, ah. So they run away down the alley. Mm. And then a very tiny little boy. And a, like a little newsboy hat. Yeah. He looks like a little baby, like Paul Simon, jumps over a fence and is also yelling at them. They're like, oh, no, Grover Dill, his little toady. Yeah. He 
Grover Dill looks like the 40s. Yeah. But an adult man in the 40s. Yeah, like maybe he grew like another foot and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like a tough, you know, wisecracking guy from the 40s. Yeah. But yeah, so he jumps out at them and herds them right back into Scut's arms. Mm-hmm. Which like Ralphie and Flick grab Randy and run away with him, but that leaves Schwartz for Scut to grab and mm-hmm. he like bends his arm until he screams uncle. And then he lets them go. Yep. And they run away. So Ralphie runs home to write his theme. He's mm-hmm. super excited about it. Mm-hmm. We get a little preview of it. And it's terrible. Yeah, it's like three sentences. He's yeah. like, I want a red Ryder BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing which tells time. Nice. And I don't want a football because I think football is a terrible present. And I think everybody should have a BB gun. The end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. And he's just like, oh, yeah, this is... Whew some of the best writing that I've ever done. And even as an adult narrator, he's like, never before had the words, you know, flowed from my pencil so fluidly. And it's just, it's really cute. And so then his dad comes home very excited saying that he's won and he has a brief fight with the Bumpus's hound dogs. There's just, as their redneck neighbor has, according to the narrator, 785 smelly hound dogs who ignored every other human being on the planet except for my old man. Yeah, th- every time that his dad gets home from somewhere and tries to go in the house, there's like 15 dogs following him. Yes, they're in the house. They're knocking stuff over. It's they're so like crowding funny. him when he gets out of his car and he's just like, Bumpus, get your dogs! <laughs> <laughs> but he finally gets inside, gets the dogs out, and he's like, I won. I won a major award because of my puzzles. Which earlier he was doing this puzzle and his mm-hmm. mom... Well, the mom calls them silly, and he's like, this one's worth $50,000. Right. Which in today money is over a million. Wow. Yeah. Today money. Today money. But like, I mean, just for, is it a crossword puzzle? It sounds like a crossword puzzle. It's a crossword puzzle, yeah. Where do I find these crossword puzzles that I could submit for money? Right. Or leg lamps, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Somebody should do that. I agree. Maybe they do, and I'm just getting the wrong paper. Maybe. You get the paper? Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> no, then definitely no. getting the yeah, wrong one. Yeah, maybe so. That's the first step. So he says, I won a major award. It's coming tonight. Uh, some guy over in Terre Haute won a bowling alley. And Mrs. Parker is like, How are they going to get a whole bowling alley here? And he's like, Well, not the, they're not going to deliver the bowling alley. They'll just send the deed. Right. She's like, Okay. So then we're at dinner and Randy is playing with his food. Mm-hmm. Again, some more. Yep. With he, They're having mashed potatoes and meatloaf. They eat mashed potatoes and meatloaf and red cabbage every night in this movie oh. except for the one night where they go eat chinese food yes but every other it's just the same food every time yeah and every time the mom tries to sit down to eat someone asks her for something i know and the narrator says my mom had not had a hot meal for herself in 15 years it makes me so sad because it's one thing for ralphie to be like oh can i have some more yeah he, you know he's short you don't want him knocking over a yeah pot full of cabbage onto himself but like the husband is like can i have some more you know red cabbage and yeah. she's like oh sure it's like get it yourself right you don't have to stand up just turn around it's the right behind right you but like i know i feel bad for her and then she still doesn't get to eat because randy is not eating he's yeah. just talking about how much he hates meatloaf and making a carving out of his mashed potatoes and she's like okay you know what you know what a piggy sounds like and he makes little pig noises and then she's like pretend this is your trough and show me how the piggies eat and yeah he just smashes his face into his plate of food i still don't think that he's eating any of it no he's just smearing around some of it is kind of ending up in his mouth but most yeah. of it is ending up in his bib and his eyebrows and some of it's going <laughs> up his nose 
<laughs> so that's how I eat too. Yeah. This is the guy. So I talked about at the top that my mom knew somebody. Yeah. She worked at the post office with the kid who plays Randy's dad. Oh. And they were just like, this is our big break. He's going to, you know, this is his debut and Aww. he's going to be like a huge movie star and he's going to take care of us into retirement. Um, But it didn't really work out. Yeah. That's funny though. Yeah. So while they're eating, there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. Several knocks at the door because they take their time getting up for some reason. But it's the major award. I know. I, I know that this family is like really dysfunctional, mm-hmm. but they're also very cute. Like they're dysfunctional in a 40s kind of way. Yeah. But just like the way they're all sitting there, like kind of making sure that, okay, we did hear a knock, right? You heard it. I heard it. Yeah. Sit, and then it comes again and they're still sitting there and the dad just finally goes, it's here. And they all scramble to get up and get the door. And yeah. Like, it's just cute. Yeah. The, there are definitely dysfunctional things about everyone in this movie mm-hmm. but you can tell that these people care about each other yeah you know? and they have like silly little games you know that they play with each other and yeah. that kind of thing so it's nice but yeah so they go to get the package and yes. i love that he asked this guy he's like what's in it and the guy's like i don't know man and he's like but what is it and he's like yeah it's a box right so they get it is this, a really big box yeah a box that you could fit a man in several men maybe if you were so inclined stack them the right way right it's like about the size of a shower yeah, and they lay it down right there in their foyer, and it says "Ragile" real big on it. And he's like, <laughs> yes. this must be Italian. And his wife says, "I think it says fragile." I think he's like, "Oh, oh." Well, anyway, <laughs> so he opens this up, throwing sawdust everywhere, God, or whatever you call that. I was watching this, and I was like, "You know, she is going to have to clean." Oh that yeah, up. he's making such a big mess. I know, and it's going in her hair. It's going all over her yeah. curio cabinet. It's just like, bro, so God. So he climbs in, and he pulls out. A leg. <laughs> I know at first it's just a leg. Just a disembodied one leg. White leg wearing fishnet stockings and a little bit of a butt. <laughs> like you can see the where yeah, the, the butt starts. <laughs> and they're like, maybe maybe it's a statue, you know. Mm-hmm. So Dad climbs back in and looking around and he's like, Oh, it's a lamp. He finds the top part of it. Yes, which looks like a flapper skirt with like the little fringe on it and yeah. stuff, just really adding to the illusion that this is a leg and a, a butt. saucy lady. <laughs> and Ralphie is just like running his hands up and down <laughs> it the whole time. He's like, "Yeah, statue." <laughs> his mom's like, "Knock it off." His mom keeps pulling his hands off of it. <laughs> Stop. He says that she keeps trying to plant herself in between us and the statue. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he's like, "Okay, I know just just where we're gonna put it." Mm-hmm. Takes it to the front window, right smack dab in the middle. And light, it lights up the whole leg, too. It's not just, like, holding a bulb at the top. No, it's the, the whole, whole leg. Thing glows. Yeah. Yeah, they've got, like, 40 things plugged into their one outlet. And he plugs it in and starts a small fire. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Smacks at it, too. He's like, ah. Yeah. Narrator says, the snap of a few sparks, a quick whiff of ozone, and the lamp blazed forth in an unparalleled glory. It's just like, yes. Yeah. And then the mom, still appalled, is like, uh, isn't your radio show coming on? So yeah. she distracts the kids. So they go yeah. listen to Little Orphan Annie. The guy who is outside across the street, like looking at it, he's like, what is that? He's like, it's an award. I won it. He's like, damn hell. You say you won that? That is the guy who directed this movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. His name's Bob Clark. He's playing a dude named Swede. Good for him. I'm glad this character had a name. Yeah. That we never heard. <laughs> I love when... <laughs> people show up in their own movies i think as the director you should get to just be in the movie oh absolutely like just find me a little bit part so yeah so they're listening to little orphan annie 
which they listen to every night, 6.45. Yep. On the radio. radio. And they just sit in front of the radio and listen to it, which is cute. Yeah. When I was younger, my grandmother had tapes of like radio dramas that we would listen to sometimes in the car. It's like a podcast. Yep. That's cute. I know. We've come full circle. Yeah. We're we're back to it. We do it again. (laughs) Don't look at it. Just listen. Yes. That's the best. Yep. So... Scott chases the kids to school, mm-hmm. to the music, and it's a little bit sped up, which is funny. He's yeah. like, <laughs> and they get to school. Ralphie hands in his theme, which he is the only one that has put it like in a little red folder. Yeah. And then he has his, again, imagination go wild where he imagines that she gives him an A plus 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 <laughs> plus. Plus, she's just going around there and writing them on the walls. Yeah. All of his classmates are cheering. She's like, this is the theme I've been waiting for my entire life. And then they get chased by Scott back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is just like thing, 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 thing. Like, yeah. Even the transitionary, like, wipes are mm-hmm. them getting chased by the bully. Like, yeah. there's something happening in every second. Yeah. Of this movie. Which is wild. But so now it's time for them to go get a tree. Yes. And, and they're they like leaving and the mom like runs back in and turns off the lamp and she's like, we didn't want to waste electricity, even though there's like eight lights still going in their house. Yes, but the dad can't argue. Nope. So she she pulled a faster on him. Yeah. And they head to the Christmas tree lot mm-hmm. where they pick out the biggest, ugliest tree they can find. <laughs> I know. They get to hassle about it for a little bit. He, his dad loves it. I know. It's cute. And then on the way home. They get a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Parker is very, very excited about it because he loves changing tires. He's like, time me. We'll see how long it takes. His yeah. record's four minutes. Yeah. And then Mrs. Parker is like, Ralphie, why don't you go out there and help him? And Ralphie's very excited because he's mm-hmm. never been told to go help his dad with anything ever. So yeah. he's like, this is the first time. So he goes out there, um, but he's holding the hubcap with all the bolts in it. And it's actually the old man who runs into it. Yeah. But, you know, he's not used to there being a child there, I guess. Right. And he smacks them and all the bolts go flying out. Yeah. And Ralphie says, oh, fudge. (laughs) (laughs) Except I didn't say fudge. (laughs) We all know what he said. Mm -hmm. So his dad just looks at him and then makes him go sit in the car. Yeah. Yeah. He says it was all over. I was dead. But so he they go home, you know, he dad finally gets back in the car, tells the mom what Ralphie said. Yeah, I guess what your like, son just said. Oh, no. Which everybody, this scene, everyone is just so delusional about. Because, yes. you know, they get home, Ralphie's sitting there with a soap bar in his mouth talking about the, the different <laughs> flavors and aftertastes of soap. And he's like, but Life Boy, absolutely the worst thing. <laughs> um, and then his mom is like, where did you hear that word? And it's like, girl, you live with him. You, you saw know. him just this very morning or maybe the day before. I don't know. Time passes weirdly in this movie. Yeah. But like quite recently, you heard him yelling a blue streak about the fucking furnace. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know where he heard it. Yeah. But Ralphie can't say, you know, mm-hmm. he can't say that his dad is the one that he learned it from. And so the first name that he blurts out is Schwartz. I know. Poor, Poor Schwartz. <laughs> So Mrs. Parker calls Mrs. Schwartz and is like, you know what Ralphie just said? And she has to whisper it into the phone because she can't say it out loud. 
And then she's like, do you know where he heard it? And we hear Mr. Schwartz over the phone go, probably from his father. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then she goes, no, from your son. Mm-hmm. And then we get to overhear Schwartz get the <laughs> shit kicked out of him. It's um, so uncomfortable. Uh, child abuse there. Although just... I do love hearing Mrs. Schwartz go, what? What? <laughs> 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 It's like, come on, girl. You know that ain't true. Poor Schwartz. But anyway, so she sends Ralphie off to his room, and then she puts the soap in her own mouth for a second, because she too said fuck. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, no, gross. Never mind. So then Ralphie's laying in bed after his punishment, imagining how when he grows up, he'll come home as a blind adult Mm -hmm. to prove to his parents that it's their fault. Yeah. The soap poisoning blinded him. Yes. And they're going to feel so bad. Yes. They're just wailing <laughs> about it. I also love, this is the second time that he's imagined, you know, his family in something like this. And yeah. Like, his dad is like, you know, a gruff, like 1940s dad. But yeah. then in these little imagines, he's just like so theatrical. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, whoa, I told you not to get the life, boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cute the way he imagines his family. Like, yeah, the way they exist in his head. Yeah, and also that he doesn't imagine himself any bigger. <laughs> yeah, he's an adult, but he's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. So, Scott again. So, they're at school. The kids are all giving their teacher her Christmas gifts, and Ralphie has a giant fruit basket. Yeah, this is where I was like, who bought this? Right. He's going to tell his parents, like, I really think we should get Mrs. Miss Shields a basket full of fruit. He didn't pay for it. We don't see him ever like getting any kind of allowance or anything. Yeah. Where did it come from? We're doing a chore. Yeah. Where did. I don't know. It's just baffling. But she's like, oh, thank you, Ralph. And he's like, yeah, I just figured to be tired of the same old stuff. You know, she's yeah. like, okay, go sit down. Yeah. He's just stares at her and then he winks at her. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a weird little kid. But, anyway. Um, I do like it that this is the second time where he. In real life, has just been standing by her desk, like being a weirdo, and all yeah. his classmates are laughing at him, and he just doesn't care. Yeah, he's just like, oh. he's like, it's fine. They're my friends. Yeah, they they know I'm weird. It's cool. Yep. So then back home. Yeah, he's, he's really only in class for about ten minutes a day. Yep. Um. Yeah. They he head home, getting chased by Scut again. Of course, yep. But now when he's gotten home, his secret decoder pin has arrived in the mail. Finally, his little orphan Annie secret decoder pin. He's very excited. And later that night, he's listening to the radio, and at the end of the program, he gets the secret message from Little Orphan Annie mm-hmm. herself, and he writes it down, and then he goes into the bathroom, <laughs> the only room in the house where a kid of nine could have some privacy. Right. And decodes the message, which sounds very important, and he thinks that maybe he's going to save the universe, but yeah. it turns out to just say, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. A crummy commercial? I know. The way the scene is filmed, too, is really cute because he's like in the bathroom. His mom's pounding on the door because Randy needs to use the bathroom. And Ralphie's like, I have to decode the the secret message <laughs> I know, he's trying to, to go save so the world. I know. Poor Ralphie. They don't got two bathrooms in the house. Guess not. Go outside. <laughs> it's code. <laughs> so later that night, dad is fighting with the furnace again. And mom is goes to water the plants, mm-hmm. and she we just see her walk into a room, but we don't follow her, and then yeah. we just hear a crash. Mm-hmm. 
and then the dad runs up the stairs and is like in a in a pillar of smoke yeah soot on his face yeah. and his hands and he's just like what happened and he walks over and she's just holding the shattered pieces of this lamp she's which is like, clearly made out of plastic yeah she's like i don't know what happened i was just watering my plant and i broke your lamp yeah, yeah so then they get in like a little you know he's like you were jealous and she's like okay what like wow how dare and he's like jealous of me because i won and yeah she's like okay well that's ridiculous but at least you're not yeah suggesting i'm jealous of the way this lamp is shaped which maybe i am a little bit <laughs> but yeah this is their little like and you then, used up all the glue yeah purpose. he's like go get the glue <laughs> she's like we're out of glue so now they had to head back to school mm-hmm. where scut jumps out and is like hey get over here but Ralphie's like, no, I, I got to go see Miss Shields about something. And so yeah. he just runs in and poor Flick gets abandoned and is, you know, down there screaming uncle. Yep. And then Mrs. Then he comes into the classroom. He's got like a black eye I and know. his arms all sore. Nobody says anything to him about it, including no. the teacher. Because kids just be getting beat up then, I guess. I guess. But she hands back their themes and Ralphie is all excited to get his. But he has received a C plus and a note at the bottom that says you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. And then he imagines Miss Shields and his mom in on it together. And Miss Shields is dressed as the Wicked Witch yeah. of the West. And his mom is a jester. And they're just like, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Poor Ralphie. So now he's walking home all dejected and sad because he's like, well, you know. Now I'll never get he's the like, red my red. mom got to her. <laughs> yeah. I'll never get the BB gun now. And then a snowball hits him in the face. Yeah. And it's Scut who is like, listen. When I tell you to come here, you come here. Mm-hmm. And then he makes fun of him for crying. Yeah, because he's sad because he got hit in the face with a snowball. Yeah, and he already had a bad day at school. Yeah, and so Ralphie fucking beats him up. He yeah. like <laughs> he just a f- switch has flipped. Like he has reached his limit as a nine year old mm-hmm. with his life crises of not knowing how to get the Red Rider BB gun. Yep, and getting a C plus. Yep, and. W- getting chased every day yeah he's had enough just the every day you know like getting chased back and forth and constantly being in fear of this kid and he's like no you know what it ends today so yeah he pushes him down and jumps on top of him is just punching him yeah and slapping him and just he sounds just like his dad he does which apparently his little like gibberish tirade was scripted word for word oh shit which like how you remember that yeah he had to memorize it yeah that's wild i know i could never but so he beats him up and he gives him a bloody nose, mm-hmm. which Grover tries to stop him. And he's like, hey, hey, kid. <laughs> and then he pushes <laughs> he Grover pushes down. pushes him over. Yeah. I know. So then everybody is looking at it just like, oh, whoa, did you hear what he said? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And all these little kids have gathered around and are watching. And they're and like, then, wow, Ralphie stood up to Scott. I know. Yeah. And then Randy sees it. So he runs down the street and gets their mom who comes and pulls Ralphie off of Scott and just leaves Scott bleeding in the snow. <laughs> Yeah, she'll <laughs> be fine. like, come on, my children, let's go. You know, not even like a, you good? Yeah. <laughs> like, she just leaves him there, which, you know, she he's probably knows. Got yellow that eyes. he's a bad dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though Ralphie is like, has the upper hand and is like sitting on this kid and is like beating the shit out of him, you can tell that Scott is like still twice as big as Ralphie. Yeah. So his mom is probably can put all that together really easily yep she's like well you know he got his so yeah so now they're at home and she like you know 
washes his face and tells him to go lay down and she's know, really sweet down. she yeah. like rinses his face off and puts a towel on the back of his neck to help him yeah you know get out of fight or flight mode right <laughs> and then he goes to lay down yeah mm-hmm. and so she goes in to the kitchen to make dinner and she hears like a little crying noise and she looks under the sink and it's just randy <laughs> just sitting under there and she's like Kid. why are you under there are you okay and he's like daddy's gonna kill ralphie yeah she's like no I, he's not gonna kill ralphie it's gonna be fine and she's like come out of there and he's like no and she's like do you want some milk so she just gives him a glass of milk under the cabinet and closes the door. Yep. Which is very cute. But then dad does come home. And yeah. Randy gets out from underneath the sink and they're all, you know, sitting around the table. And Ralphie's not wearing his glasses. No. And so his dad is like, where are your glasses, Ralphie? Like, did you lose them? And his mom has them in her apron. So she's like, oh, you left them on the radio again, you know. Yeah, don't be doing that. You got to remember. And then the old man is like, did anything happen today? Mm-hmm. And the mom says, oh, you know, nothing wild. Like, Ralphie beat up, got in a fight, you know. In a fight, yeah. You know, like boys do. Yeah. And she just, she kind of. I gave him really a talking to. It. Yeah, I talked yeah. to him. Oh, I see that the Bears are playing the Packers. And the dad kind of looks at everybody for a second. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just moves on. Yeah. And- the way that like Ralphie looks at his mom and they like look at each other is so very cute. Mm. And he says, you know, things were different between me and my mom from then on. It does really sweet. Yeah. Because you know that Ralphie would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And he didn't deserve to be in trouble. And then later that night he's laying in bed and he's like, Oh, how could I have forgotten? I'll ask Santa for the BB gun. Right. My mom can't get to him. <laughs> that loophole she slipped up this uh-uh. time. I'm gonna ask Santa when I see him. How could I forget about Santa? Mm-hmm. So now they're at a Christmas parade. Yes. Which they had to film this scene at 3 a.m. Oh. Because if they filmed it with any kind of daylight, you could see buildings in the background that are Cleveland buildings that were mm-hmm. built in the 60s and oh. one that was currently under construction. So oh. like, we're trying to, you know, purvey 1940s Indiana. Yeah. Can't have these giant Cleveland buildings in the background. So they had to film it in the middle of the night. Well, that's one way to do it. Yep. So the parade has a bunch of, it's like there's Mickey Mouse and there's Santa, but there's also mm-hmm. characters from the Wizard of Oz yeah. and the flying monkeys like attack Mickey Mouse during <laughs> the parade and whoever's in the suit is just like, oh man. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, he's, I guess he's dead. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. That's a very strange little parade, but Ralphie is very antsy to get to go talk to Santa he just keeps being like, can we go now? Can we go now? And uh, he's like, just the same old parade as last year. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. His dad finally like, shut up, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not nice. But then they see Santa. So they're like, okay, there's Santa. The parade's over. Let's go. And like, yeah, 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 we can go. So go into the store. There's a big old line. Yeah. Santa is on a huge mountain. In the, the store. With lots of steps. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird sitting on a big old throne and there's some elves and we see another little cameo the guy at the beginning of the line's like hey kid the line ends yeah. here it starts back there that's gene shepherd the guy who wrote the book oh that this movie is based off nice and the guy who voices narrator the narrator ralphie yeah yeah cute so they have to go to the back of the line where they end up standing next to a weird kid wearing goggles that kid i like santa claus cool <laughs> ralphie tries <laughs> Like, he has this little thought process of, like, 
I should scoff, but I have to be nice because I'm in the presence of Santa, yeah. you know, and I don't want <laughs> to chance it. He's being very polite. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. And he's wearing like his little like almost a three piece suit, like the vest and the jacket. And Ralphie. Like, just, yeah. yeah. They both like both him and Randy. Randy has a bow tie. They look yeah, so cute. They do look cute. That little kid with the goggles, though. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Weird. Uncomfortable. Yeah. So we get some scenes from the perspective of the weird Santa at the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. where an elf gets the kid, slaps him on Santa's lap, and then another elf, like, shoves the kid down a slide. I know. It's weird because the the first elf, like, picks up the kid, turns him around, and then turns him around again. They're just, like, jostling these Uh kids around so forcefully. Yeah. And then the other one yanks him off of Santa's lap and shoves him down a slide. It's yeah. just like, the whole time the Santa's just like, ho, ho, ho. It's terrifying. <laughs> it is. Like, I don't want to talk to that guy, let alone sit on his lap. No. So scary. Yeah, and I do like the way that this is, like, filmed in the perspective of it, of like, yeah, this is why kids cry because yeah. this is terrifying. This man is yelling in their face and yeah. we can all hear his snide little remarks about, like, Oh, if Higby thinks I'm staying past nine o'clock, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. it's just like you're not portraying this holly jolly elf man. Yeah, yeah, in the slightest. No, very scary. It's too much. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're watching the other kids, you know, as the line gets shorter, and every kid that is set on Santa's lap just starts crying. Yep, and then push down the slide. Yep, and even. Randy goes before Ralphie and he just starts crying. Yep. Goes down the slide. And then Ralphie gets up there and we get the point of view of him being like spun around and then Santa's face in his face and he just goes blank. He can't remember what he was going to ask Santa for. It's all too overwhelming. It's happening too fast, you know. Mm -hmm. And so Santa's like, you want like a football? Yeah. And Ralphie's like, sure. What's a football? He's just like, yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. So like, okay, great. Get him off of me. So they put him down the slide and then he goes, no. He stops <laughs> himself. Out. <laughs> yeah. And climbs back up the slide and is holding on to the top. And he says, no, I want a Red Rider baby. You got 200. What is the compass? Blah. Like he says the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then Santa just goes, you'll shoot your eye out. And then the elf pushes him down the slide with his foot. I'm like, that is a child. It's his face. I know. Just pushes it right back down. And so they land in the fluff and they lay there until their parents come to get them. Yeah. They're just laying in like a pile of cotton. I know. So then back home, they're decorating the tree. So much tinsel. So much. It's more tinsel than tree, I think. But yeah. you got to really cover it if when you get a shitty tree like that. That's true. Hardly any branches on it. And they, I guess they only put the tree up for one night. Yeah. Which I wonder if that used to be the tradition. And now we're like, I need my tree for six weeks. Yeah, I paid $75 for it. I'm yeah. going to look at it. But it's just nice to look at. And yeah. it's, you know, nice to place to put your presents. But my, I think my great grandma, yeah, used to do everything Christmas Eve after her kids went to bed. Oh. Put up the tree and decorate it and wrap all their presents and put them under, like, everything. Damn. To, like... I'm like, okay, I guess prolong the magic, girl. But, like, one, make those kids do something. Yeah. And two, like, decorating the tree as a family is fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird that, you know, it's like, why don't you just do it? But she wanted it to be, like, the super magical, like, 
you know, Santa came in and, and decorated all this stuff. But it's like, yeah, then how long do you keep your tree? Throw it out the next day? Right. How long does it sit there? It's like a waste of a tree. I agree. So they finish decorating after almost setting the house on fire again. Mm-hmm. Boys go to bed. And the next morning is Christmas. Yay. This, they do a really good job in this movie of just capturing that warm ethereal christmas feeling you mm-hmm. know where everything's kind of fuzzy and glowing and magical yeah and sparkly sitting around in your pajamas <laughs> yeah searching through the gifts trying to yeah. figure out whose is what's and... yeah well and even when he wakes up and before he's put his glasses on everything's covered in ice and mm-hmm. so it's all sparkly and uh. it does upset me every time ralphie opens his window though i'm like it is cold and your furnace hardly works <laughs> close the damn window kid <laughs> You're trying to eat the whole neighborhood. Right. <laughs> I know, but he's got to look at it, you know? I'm just, really... a, I'm just a dad. It's fine. <laughs> I would probably do the same thing, honestly. <laughs> really open the window, lean out, take it in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they get downstairs and mm-hmm. open all their presents in about five minutes, which yep. was always wild to me because I know that a lot of families handle Christmas this way, but Yeah. we did not. No. It was very... No, we opened like one present per hour. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then Christmas lasts all day. You yeah. Know? And so you're getting to like... It's 5 p.m. And you're like, oh, we still have things to open. You That's know? Fun. So we open something, play with it, look at it. What is it? Who, yeah. you know, who gave it to you? Talk about it. And then maybe play a game or do a puzzle or, mm-hmm. you know, have breakfast or whatever. So this it was a very nice like all day event, which is yeah. still how we do it. Um, And also <laughs> it helped that... When my brother and I were little, we wake up at like 10 a.m. Oh, and my dad is like, "What is wrong with these children?" It's yeah, Christmas. I know we would wake up like, like sunrise. Right. We'd be like, "Ah, Sarah," which that's what he was expecting. But my brother and I were like, "No, oh, presents aren't fucking going anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him when we get to him. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. My it's body a, doesn't know it's Christmas. It's a whole day thing. <laughs> Why we got a rush? What's your rush, man? My dad, my mom said that it'd just be like six in the morning. My dad's like, "What? where the hell are these children? What are they doing? They're broken. That's cute. I know. So the other, the next classic scene that we get is Ralphie in the pink bunny suit. Yes. Which his aunt, aunt Clara. Clara made for him. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird scene also because it doesn't lead to anything. We really don't get any narration about it. Just that it's. No, he says that it my makes aunt him sweaty. Clara, uh, labored had for years labored under the impression that not only was I perpetually three years old, but also a girl. Yeah, but she gets his, it fits him exactly right. Mm-hmm. So you know she's got his measurements. Yeah, but yeah, it's just this. Randy doesn't get one. I don't understand why it's just Ralphie. Yeah, and his dad at least is like he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. Like let him take it off. Right. Which was apparently he ad libbed that line himself. <laughs> Look at him. He's a pink nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But um, his mom is convinced that it's cute. I don't know. Yeah, but. you'll only wear it when Aunt Clara comes over, which is like if he's hot and sweaty in it now in the middle of Christmas, like when is Aunt Clara visiting? Maybe soon, yeah. you know, hopefully maybe for the holidays. But yeah, it's just very strange. You're just supposed that, to like, wear it around the house. It's just it's not a Halloween costume. It's just like, ah, we would just wear it whenever. Yeah. Just th- there it is. And then he takes it off and then we don't talk about it again. Yeah. So. Who knows? But that's another part of the movie that like sticks out to people. Oh, yeah. The leg lamp. Yep. The pink bunny suit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're sitting around talking about their Christmas. Randy is asleep, hugging his Zeppelin on it's the floor amid all the wrapping paper. So cute. And it reminded me of my little brothers when they were little 
their whatever their favorite toy was at the time, they had to take it to bed with them. Yeah. And a lot of times it was like something sharp, something pointy, dumb, plastic, <laughs> <Yeah>. heavy, <laughs> like, a transformer, yeah, bionicles, not comfy, yeah, or lots of little pieces yeah. that are gonna end up in your bed when you like, roll over on it. Why? I don't know. You just He's, can't bear to be parted with it. And yeah, Randy's just asleep in a pile of wrapping paper and all the other presents around him. It's so cute. Yeah. So his dad turns to Ralph and he says, you know, did you get everything that you wanted? And Ralphie says, yeah, almost. And his dad says, well, that's life, you know. Yeah, it's always next year. Yeah. And then he says, wait, hang on. What was that over there? Yeah. Classic parent move. Yes. I mentioned before that my parents did this to my brother Mm -hmm. when he wanted a Nintendo Wii. Yeah. My mom said, I'm not standing out in line in the cold for one. Nope. And then she did that, and then they wrapped it, and they hid it, and they were like, "Well, I think there's, I think there's one more present over there." Huh. I know. So it is. You know, you gotta. I think you gotta be able to do it once in your yeah, life yeah. to your kids. You know, For sure. oh, the thing you really wanted. Um. So he goes, and it, it's just his little face, and the way that him and his dad are looking at each other, because his mom clearly has no. You know, she's like, "What's over there? What do we put behind the desk?" Yeah. And he says, "I don't know. Must, Santa Claus must have brought must it. Must have been from Santa." And. At first, Ralphie is like, you can tell he doesn't want to hope that yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm already, I've already gone through the disappointment mm-hmm. once of not getting it. And then he sees what shape this box is in and he's like, I can't help it. Yeah. Like, I have to hope that that's what it is. And his dad's like, well, open it up. And of course, it's the Red Rider BB gun. Yes. And his dad is so excited. I know. You know, he's just like, do you know, do you know how to load it? Be careful. You know, yeah. oh, you got it. But he's and not, he's, he's letting him do it. Yeah. And he's smiling. Yeah. And he looks at his wife and he's like, what? I had one when I was eight. Right. You know, like, it's fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. And it's just so cute. And I think that, you know, when you're a little kid, Christmas is about getting presents. But when you're an adult, it's about getting things like, you know, these moments where Mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, getting to have that joy. Yeah. Through your children. Exactly. So cute. So Ralphie immediately heads outside to play with his new gun. Doesn't even put on his winter gear. Nope. And takes one shot at like a metal sign that's in the yard that he's stuck a target to. Uh-huh. And the shot bounces off and almost takes his eye out. <laughs> it's in the face. Yeah, right under his eye. It takes his glasses off and gives him a scratch on his cheek. He's like, "Oh my god, I shot my eye out." Yeah. And he then he has this whole like interior dialogue about how Losing your glasses or breaking your glasses are, like, the worst thing that a kid could do, you know? Sure. And we, as the audience, see that the glasses are fine mm-hmm. and laying on the ground. But then as he's searching for them, he immediately stomps on them. Well, he's standing upright. Yeah. Everybody knows you the glasses are do Velma-style crawl around looking The glasses are on the ground. Glasses. Where are you looking for them? Up there. You feel around with your hands. Yeah. You can't see. Yeah, goof. Oh, so, yeah, he steps on them and crunches them. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he comes up with a story really fast. Mm -hmm. He quickly whips up some tears. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting there in the snow, just crying. And Mm -hmm. his mom hears him and comes out. And he cries and he tells her an icicle fell off the garage and hit him. Yeah. And broke his glasses. And she believes him. Yep. She's like, you know, those icicles kill people. 
Yeah, you're lucky that it just hit you in the face. I know, but so it works out. You know, he's like, what about my glasses? She's like, well, you just wear the old pair that's a little cracked until we get you some more. It's okay. You know, don't worry about it. She's just She's inside cleaning them up. Yeah, you know. We get one, which is kind of weird because they haven't really done this the whole movie where Ralphie looks right at the camera and grins. He's like, I got away with it. And he looks back at her and it's just like, oh, this one little fourth wall break though. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's cute, but it's kind of like out of place weird yeah that they haven't done it again this is not ferris bueller before then right (laughs) while they're doing that uh we hear a lot of crashing and banging yeah because i think they left the door open maybe perhaps or something happened i don't know but the (laughs) dad's sitting there reading his newspaper and he hears all this noise and then looks and then there's nothing and then does it again and the noise is of course all 785 bumpus hounds in their house eating the turkey yeah the whole turkey yeah, they eat the entire turkey. No turkey sandwiches, turkey salads, gallons of turkey soup, all gone. Yeah. So the honestly, the dad, you know, was super excited about the turkey. Yeah. We saw him all morning, like picking at it, you know, trying to eat it. Yeah, the narrator calls him a certified turkey junkie. Yes, but he handles this really well. Yep. Like the dining room table is, or kitchen table is broken. Yes. There are bones everywhere. He picks up one little turkey wing and drops it, sadly. But he's like, all right, upstairs, everybody. Let's get dressed. We're going out to eat. Mm -hmm. He handles it pretty well. He does. And so they do. They get dressed in their Christmas finest. Yeah. He's wearing a fucking whole ass suit. Yep. And they go to the Chinese restaurant. They do. It's called Bo Ling. Ah. Because it is in an old bowling alley, but where the neon bowling sign is still there, but the W is missing. So they just call the restaurant Bo Ling. That's so cute. I, I did not catch that. <laughs> and it says, yeah, Chop Suey Palace. And the three waiters are singing Deck the Halls to them. But of yeah. course, you know, they have trouble with the pronunciation. Yeah. Which like English is not their first language. Right. Is it racist? I don't know. It's kind of a sweet scene, though, because the, the presumably the restaurant owner is trying to teach them. Yeah. You know, it isn't like a look how ignorant these guys are kind of. Right racist ploy it's like you know yeah it doesn't come on guys like you know it goes like that because he can pronounce everything fine right. you know so i don't know it's it's one of those like um should i feel bad for laughing it's like i'm not really making fun of you i it just you know it sounds funny not because you're not smart or whatever or capable just a pronunciation problem i don't know it's a silly little scene it but is. so then they bring out a christmas duck which like the mom is just she's losing oscillating back and forth between like crying and laughing i know i was like i can't tell is she crying is she laughing i think it's a little bit of both because she's like well we're having fun but my kitchen is a mess the turkey that i worked so hard on is gone and but also like what can you do but laugh you know yeah at, at this moment and then they bring out a duck and set it in front of everybody and she just like shrieks (laughs) which apparently is like her genuine reaction because everybody else had a script that said that the duck would still have its head and hers did not say that oh so she didn't know she was the only one who didn't know that this duck was still gonna have its head attached and she's just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the the restaurant owner looks at the dad and is like is you know is something wrong yeah and he says oh no it's just that it's still smiling at me yep (laughs) and so he just cuts off its head and he's like and puts it in his pocket he's like okay better now she's like yep yes thank you okay take it all in stride i know it's sweet it's very cute they're the only people in this restaurant yeah. so i'm sure like everybody there was like hey i'm glad 
that you came in, you know, we yeah, don't get yeah. a lot of customers. So it's, um, yeah. And he says, we got introduced to Chinese turkey and all was right with the world. Yeah. It's very and this sweet. Christmas went down in, you know, family history. Yeah. Yeah. And then later we see his parents just sitting and looking at the snow in the glow of their Christmas tree. All the other lights are off and it's just mm-hmm. the tree and they're looking out at the snow and like hugging each other and it's so cute and then randy and ralphie are in a asleep in their beds with their zeppelin and bb gun respectively yeah <laughs> he's gonna shoot randy's eyes out in the middle of the night <laughs> his poor little sleep yeah and then the end it, d- it ends very abruptly yeah like the narrator has no like wrapping up words mm. he just or, i mean he kind of does it's just kind of the way that he phrases them yeah because he says, you know, that he drifted off to sleep with visions of, like, getting ducks and getting off miraculous hit shots or something like that, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. But it's like, he's just like, boop. The end. Final sentence. Oh, oh. Well, it's a Christmas story. It's not Christmas anymore. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end. What do you think? Replay? Rewind? I mean, I, I, it's a replay. Yeah. You know, but seen it a lot it's true it's not, not gonna go out of my way to watch it again it'll be on yeah <laughs> it's not one that i feel like i have to it's not like christmas is not complete yeah so we watch this we have it probably doesn't work anymore and i don't think we would have a way to watch it even if it did but we had for the longest time a version of it that we had taped off of television oh, and so cute. it had 1990 commercials in it yeah so that was nice you know kind of fun that's fun. like Tonight at 11, you know, blah, 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 blah. Southern yeah. California news or whatever. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. But yeah, you know, you know what's going to happen. But sometimes it's nice to just hear just the way he talks is fun. And yeah, the story is cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good movie and it's done well. We've just all seen it a million times. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yep. yep. Did it make you cry? No. <laughs> Although watching kids be sad does make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. whenever any of the kids cried, I was like, oh. I know. Poor little thing. Poor little kid. The part that got me, like, in a wholesome way was his dad getting excited about him getting excited about the BB gun. Yeah. Which is cute. Somebody, several people that I found pointed out that he asks, you know, he tells his mom, he tells his teacher, and he tells Santa that he wants this BB gun. And the person that he gets it, who actually gets it for is him, his dad. Yeah. is his dad. And he didn't say anything to his dad. Yeah. And his so. dad comes off as like aloof. Yeah. Through the not whole movie. Invested, yeah. You know, not even really like has no idea what's happening with his children. Yeah. But then he gets him the thing that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Somebody said it's because he puts the catalog in his mom's magazine, but then accidentally puts the magazine on his dad's bed. Which oh. I don't know how you know which bed is which. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, maybe he picks up Yeah. Oh, here's your magazine and it fell out or something. I yeah. don't know, but it's just cute that his dad's the one who ended up getting it for him. And also, parents know what their kids want. Yeah. They, I'm sure he did actually talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. But you just, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where like, we don't bother dad mm. with our problems. Or, yeah. You know, we're just like, oh, he's just there and we're here and just yeah. stay out of his way kind of. Yeah. But yeah, it's cute that he got it for him. Yeah. Um. So that part made me just kind of be like, oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so as we know, it came out November 18, mm-hmm. 1983. Yep. Uh, it had a budget of $3.3 million. It made $20.8 million. So Wow, yeah. It did great. Nice. Um, and has a Rotten Tomato score of 90%. You know, yeah. everybody loves this movie. Of course. 
uh it did so well that you know it came out right before thanksgiving and then by the time christmas of that year rolled around most of the movie theaters had already pulled it yeah because they were like it's played out everybody's seen it <laughs> yeah know? nobody's coming to see it anymore. yeah everybody's watched it so and then a couple people complained and so right after the new year january of 84 some theaters like started playing it again oh just people like, wanted oh, to see it again sorry if you missed it yeah or if you yeah. want to watch it again but that's cute yeah it is a bunch it's from a bunch of short stories so gene shepherd wrote a book called in god we trust all others pay cash yeah i saw that at the beginning i was like what an interesting title yeah yeah and it has a bunch of short stories in it it's like a collection of short oh, stories okay. that all also have really ridiculous titles and so a christmas story is based off of four of those short stories mm. one called duel in the snow uh the counterfeit secret circle member gets the message <laughs> my old man and the lascivious special award that heralded the birth of pop art oh and grover dill and the tasmanian devil nice and then he wrote another book called wanda hickey's night of golden memories <laughs> Uh-huh. And there's a story in that one called The Grandstand Passion Play of Delbert and the Bumpus Hounds, Where Those Dogs Come From. Ah. Uh, so it's like kind of pieced together from all yeah. of these different like different things. You can buy a book now called A Christmas Story that just has those five stories in it. Okay. But I kind of if he writes the way that, you know, this movie is narrated, I kind of want to read it, which I'm, I'm sure, sure he does given the titles. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's written really well. They're absolutely wild. The premise of the book is like an adult going back to his hometown and his friend flick is the bartender and so they're just like reminiscing about oh, growing up in this town that's cute so yeah but gene shepherd the guy who wrote it and bob clark the guy who directed it did not get along mm. <laughs> because gene shepherd was like i envisioned it more as like a christmas carol but retold from scrooge's point of view and Bob Clark was like, well, I want it to be a little bit softer and nicer than that. You know, yeah. we want this to be like a heartwarming tale. Yeah, yeah. And so he eventually had to ban Gene Shepard from the set because he kept telling the actors what to do. <laughs> Bob Clark was like, that's my job, too. Oh, shit. You gotta go. Yeah. So they kind of thought about it a little bit. Whoopsie. Yep. Yeah, I don't get that perspective at all. No. And I'm sure the maybe the book is a little bit you know more that more dark feeling yeah i don't yeah. know interesting i don't know he had read a couple of the stories on a radio program and bob clark heard him reading the stories and he was like "Ooh, you know i yeah. want to make some kind of movie yeah so he contacted him but yeah they uh nice not friends did not get along no. yeah <laughs> well yeah. they still managed to make a good movie it's true and then so yeah what i wanted to wanted to talk about with like the ambiguity of it yeah was that like i i kind of like it because like you said it's this we're looking back as an adult on like children childhood mm -hmm. memories and so it is a bunch of things all mashed together like the wizard of oz came out in 1939 yeah and so it makes it would make sense if that movie came out in 39 if it's set in 39 why these characters would be running around yeah but the little orphan annie decoder ring says 1940 on it mm -hmm. and that version came out in 1940 and then at some point they're listening to santa claus is coming to town recorded by bing crosby that didn't get recorded until 1943 ah. and when they go look at the higby's store display it has snow white yeah you know like figurines and stuff which snow white came out in 37 ah. but pinocchio came out in 1940 so if it were set in 1940 there would be pinocchio stuff everywhere huh 
But I think that kind of, you know, makes sense if you're like, I don't I don't know exactly what year. I just I remember these kind of things happening. Right, you know, yeah, maybe it was Wizard of Oz, maybe it was whatever. That's how our memories work. Exactly. Anyway. Like, these yeah. details that don't really matter to a kid, like what year that came out. Right. Who knows? So it's just kind of cool. But there's a bunch of little things like they have a calendar hanging in their kitchen mm-hmm. and it says that December of that year starts on a Friday, which would make it nineteen thirty nine. Oh. So just all these little things, you yeah. know, where people were like fucking years <laughs> but i like and that it's a little bit like yeah the writer is like it doesn't matter yeah that's that's not really important it's just kind of 1940s ish yeah pre-world war ii yeah I'm trying to think i know there were a couple other oh little orphan annie stopped being sponsored by ovaltine in 1939 and by mm. 1940 she was sponsored by something else uh, huh. more ovaltine please i like your puffed wheat sparkies in fact you <laughs> I like that people have really looked into this, though. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, I, I think it makes it, one, it makes it easier, probably, for the people creating the movie. Then it doesn't have to be exactly accurate. Yeah. Know, they're like, yeah, it's in the 40s, whatever. Yeah. But also, yeah, it does add to that childhood fog of, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. You just remember exactly. the, the high points. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the leg lamp, the bunny suit, the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. Be mm-hmm. sure to Drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. And those are the important things that we remember from our childhoods. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing that a lot, too, on the show of when we're like, okay, what was I doing in 1996? You know? And I'm like, right. ah. I have no idea. And then you when know? we talk about the things that were going on in pop culture, we're like, oh, that was then? Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Ralphie wouldn't remember either. Yep. I kind of like it. Just a little bit of like, ah, these are, this is what I remember. You know, we don't see what goes on during the whole school day because who fucking remembers that? You know, right. but and we, we don't... do see him getting chased every day by the stupid bully because that's going to stick out in your brain. Right. And we don't need to see everything that happens. No. Because it's probably boring. Very boring. But yeah. And then the last thing that I thought was kind of cute mm-hmm. is that on this street, the actual for real street Mm -hmm. because you can go visit this house this guy named brian jones bought the house for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and turned it into a museum cute he spent like a ton of money making the inside look just like it you know and trying to like make the outside um match are there 785 dogs running around yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you can go visit it it's pretty cool and like the people on the street like during christmas time will run out their driveways so you can just like walk around you know and look at yeah. And across the street in the spot where the old man, whose name is Frank, you never learned that in the movie, mm. but it's on his like little telegram. Yeah. Where he's standing, like directing where to put the lamp. Yeah. There is a bench that is the Bob Clark memorial bench Aww. for when he got hit by a car, I think, and died. So they put this Damn. bench for him so you can sit and look at the house. Oh. That was just really cute. That is cute. Yeah. Damn. Got hit by a car. I know. They both died. The Gene Shepherd said too. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if they're fighting in hell now. <laughs> Maybe they're friends now. Maybe they're like, you know what? I'm sorry. I really, you know. <laughs> I really You know how it is when you create a thing and then yeah. you see somebody else messing yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm get just, it. I didn't mean to get mad at you, man. <laughs> so they, there is a sequel yeah. that came out in the 90s called My Summer Story mm-hmm. that is also taken from short stories from his books. Oh. So. Yeah, you know, a lot of sequels are like, "Ew, why did you make that?" But it's the same source material. Yeah, so maybe it's good. I don't know. There's a a Culkin in it. I forget which one. I think it's, it's not Macaulay Culkin, but 
What's it's the one under him? One of them. Kieran? Not Rory. Yeah, Kieran. I think yeah. Kieran Culkin is plays Ralphie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a movie came out this year called A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. When I was looking for this one. Where Peter Billingsley plays Ralphie now as an adult Aww. coming back home to have Christmas in this house. That's and cute. like pay respects to his dad who has passed away mm. and i don't know i kind of want to watch it it seems cute yeah. um zach ward who played scott farkas is in it as yeah. scott Far- officer scott farkas now because of course of he course. grew up to be a cop yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know and the the guy ian somebody who played randy is reprising his role as well so well that sounds cute i know i, would, huh. I think i'm gonna yeah you know, at least give it a give it a shot give it a try and see how it goes we'll give it a try cool So that's a Christmas story. That's it. That's the whole story of Christmas. (laughs) That's what actually happened on that faithful night when Jesus was born. Yep. And his uncle Santa saved the day. (laughs) That's what happened. Exactly. Well, I guess we should go celebrate Christmas ourselves. I guess so. Yeah. If you need us while we're uh, celebrating, you can find (laughs) us probably on the internet. We're on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast. We're on Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast. You can send us a Gmail at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. Verifiable. All those things are true. You can check <laughs> out our other episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It's been real busy, so I still haven't gotten around to the Amazon yeah. bullshit, but you know, I'll get there one of these days. I noticed after we talked about it that every podcast that I listened to had a little blurb at the beginning being like, and now we're on Amazon. And Amazon. I'm like, oh, damn, they got the same email we did. Right. <laughs> like, I just gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, If you didn't get what you were really hoping for for Christmas, you can always go over to our Patreon and sign up and g- gift yourself some bonus episodes. Yeah. There's so many on there. You can listen to us talk about Scrooge, which is what we did last year, which is nuts. It's a crazy movie. Um, and all the other fun bullshit that's over there, we'll shout your name out on the show and we'll mail you a sticker. Or you can go check out our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com, and get some physical merch, physical. other stickers, and magnets, and episodes that you can buy just one of them at a time. Yeah, really if you good. just want to know what we thought about Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's bad. Just kidding. <gasps> I can't even <laughs> oh, I can't even clickbait for the <laughs> Actually we did Anaconda. I kinda wanna re listen to that one. Oh true. I had so much fun. How did we feel about Jurassic Park? It's not what you think. <laughs> it is. It's great. Clickbait. The movie's great. Um but that's where, it. Where are the dinosaurs now? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good question. In a warehouse somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, or they're at, uh the the dinosaur handler's house what's his name phil tippett yeah yeah he's in his house probably yeah he just keeps he's a fucking weird dude truly um in the meantime stay fresh gift bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay and rewind and don't re-gift anything just keep keep it Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.